Hey everybody, it's me, one year anniversary, John! Yay! And one year anniversary, Louise! <laughs> uh, and this is, I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. And Louise, happy one year anniversary happy to us in this podcast. one year anniversary, us. <laughs> I we mean, did it! I feel like Uh-oh. it means a lot more for when when you're doing a podcast that is like once a week or even more than that. But we do it once every other week. Sometimes it, there's a little bit of more of a lag. But you know what? Those ideas, if you force them, they're not going to be great. Right. That's my dog barking. There's somebody in the hallway. Roland agrees. Yeah. Also, I think sometimes that it was still a year of us coming up with ideas, making commitments to ourselves. Raw dog. Um... <laughs> And we could have just thrown in the towel after the second episode, but yeah. we didn't. We didn't even want to do this podcast in the first place. It was an idea that we had that we did do. I know. People still say to. that we're crazy for it. It's true. Or not. Nobody really tells me anything about this podcast. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I listened to every episode. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I that's ran a into surprise somebody recently and they said, I know that because of your podcast. And I was like, I can't <laughs> even remember your name. <laughs> You listen to my podcast? I've probably talked about it once. <laughs> well, thank you all, everybody, for listening. Yeah, um, listeners, whether you're it's the best. been whether it's been for a year or if this is your first episode, we really appreciate it, and we are committed to bringing you the best in all of our great ideas that we're never going to do. And come on, guys, send us yours three zero four eight zero four idea. Call them in. Write them in. Greatideapod at gmail We want to hear from you because it's been a really long time since we've heard anything from you. Do you want to know something, though? I see specific friends on a regular basis that constantly go, oh, I have this really great idea and I want to tell you about it. And I'm like, no, call it, call in. it in. Yeah. <laughs> What is? Come on, we're all, you're all on your phones all the time anyway. Just call it in. You don't even have to use your name. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I like your sweatshirt and its big beefy uh, ties. Like, what do you call those? Drawstring. Drawstring. That's yeah, right. My hoodie draw. Oh, <laughs> gonna like mess up my headphones, but like they are beefy. For anyone that can't see, and that might be everyone if we decide not to put this on YouTube, but these are like wider than my thumb, beefy drawstring ties. Why are they so beefy? I think it's the style. Oh, I see. You know, I, going, going along with the theme of this show and, and ideas, it's just, you know, I, I think about those drawstrings on hooded sweatshirts all the time and how... You wash that thing, and unless, like, you think to, like, you know, tie it in a knot before you wash it, it's inevitably going to get lost up in there. Or I'm about to have a kid, and I know that kids pull on those things, and it's just going to get, like, lost in the middle of the hood. Then Mm -hmm. you have to, like, spend 20 minutes, like, kind of fishing (laughs) it out and, like, centimeter by centimeter just, like... Mm -hmm caressing it down and that's why they had those really cool things on starter jackets those little nubs. The, like, buttons or nubs yeah. that you like slid it up so it wouldn't go back up in there um you know what though i just had a flash idea um flash like in this moment what if we had here's an idea for style purposes only beefy shoelaces beefy shoelace Do, have we not gotten there yet well i don't I feel know like- was Maybe that not like a 90s style? I feel like oh, that might have been right. something. Mm. All right. I'm late to the game. Well, I feel like also in the 90s, people were kind of going crazy with shoelace ideas sure because were. there was that time and this might have been even late 80s, but there were those like clips that kids would put on their shoes and the shoelaces at the top to like kind of keep it tight. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They were like little cartoon character faces, yeah. basically. I think it was also to keep them from untying. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like, you don't see that anymore. You don't. There's also stuff now that um, I think really intense runners use that are like little hooks that go in the eyelets and then you take this little disc and go like click, 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 click and ratchet it tighter. So there's no lace at all. It's just like little clips in the eyelets so that when you're running, say 26.2 miles. um, That sounds like a marathon's length. Or longer. Yeah. Um, Well, really intense runners that you... I've seen stickers in the back of cars that say that number. You do not stop. Right. Well, it's much easier for a car to go that far. It is. And there's no laces involved. (laughs) I could do that right now if I wanted to without even stretching. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, after you were done driving that 26.2 miles, you might want to get out of the car. Just to stretch. Just to stretch those arms in the back a little bit. Ugh, <laughs> driving is so tiring. It really is. <laughs> Taxing on you. So, Louise. Yeah. How's it going? How's your How have your past couple of weeks been? I'm like in a daze. I don't even know that a couple of weeks went by. And next weekend I have uh, a wedding to go to. Not mine. And... Okay. um. <laughs> Somebody said to me, like, no, 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 that wedding is Memorial Day weekend. And I said, yes, and that is next weekend. Right. Or, depending on when this podcast goes up, It'll that go is today. this weekend. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I don't even know where I am kind of right now. Everything in my world is kind of up in the air, juggle, juggle, juggle city. And um, I'm trying to have purposeful thoughts and transitions in my life Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just easy to get swept away with the current um i don't know if that's a good segue to my idea well yeah well yeah okay here it it is and it's based on possible deception which is shades mcshade but maybe that's the world we're living in okay i know we're really into apps on this cast but this one i think has a greater purpose um my grandmother who i don't know because she was gone before i was born uh went blind at the end of her life and she had six kids and a number of them who were still at home because i think the older ones were already at college but they would have to help her with things because she couldn't see Mm -hmm. and i thought this past time of ideas if you're blind but still really able to go about and do things say walk yourself over to alice's teacup to buy a scone (laughs) and you hand the person a 20 dollar bill how do you know that the change you got was correct because in other Mm -hmm. countries the bills are different sizes in fact in our country the coins are different sizes but This is true. What about the money? And so I was talking to my mom and I said, what did your mom do? And she said, well, the blind people fold their money differently before putting it in their pocket so that they know if they're looking for a five, it's folded in this way. If they're looking Mm -hmm. for a 10, it's folded in this way. And I said, but what happens when they get change? And she's like, well, the person says to them out loud, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 20. So they know that they got, you know, three ones and a five or or whatever. And I said, but what if they say that and then they give them four one dollar bills? Sure. So I did a little bit of research, which (laughs) never happens on this show. But I did because I was like, oh, because here's my idea. There would be some sort of recognition in your camera on your iPhone Mm -hmm. so that you could have it scan the dollar bill. Like, you know, maybe you go back home from Alice's Teacup and you only live a couple blocks away and you put the bills out on the table and you use your scan on your Mm -hmm. phone and it'll recognize one dollar bill, five dollar bill. And it will tell you what it is. So then you can fold them in the way that you fold them. Um, And then if they were if they cheated you, you could walk the two blocks back because you wouldn't want to do that on the counter in a store because that is sort of telling the person, I don't trust you, which but but it's but what if? 
Well, I mean, I don't know. So it's it would be a way to do that. Anyway, the research that I did was there are um, accessibility things on your mm-hmm. iPhone that you like glide your hand over and it'll say like Facebook, Maps, whatever. And then when you get to the one that you want, you can tell Siri or you can even say like mm-hmm. open camera app or but um, and you force touch it and then it opens um, after it like dictates to you what app it is. Right. Um, but yeah, sort of like a money recognition for blind folks. Well, I mean, I, I have a very non-technical idea for blind people and dealing with money. Ask somebody you trust? Only deal with singles. Hmm. Right? What? I mean, maybe, but I'm, I like it. What happens if you go to a, an ATM? Because those have like braille things on them and then they, those only give 20s. Those only give 20s, but then maybe go to a store or something or like someone you trust and be like, hey, can you break this into singles for me? I'm blind and I don't trust anybody. And if you hand me singles, then I at least know that I am getting 20 bills. And if one of them happens to be a five, then I have more money than I, you know, I'm not right. being cheated out of anything. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a really low tech way. Yeah. It's super low tech. Um, because then, you know, if you go home, scan your bills and then find, find out that you've been cheated or given the wrong change and go back, then what's to, you know, what's to say that they're not going to be like, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of places have cameras and you could also say, I want to talk to a manager and explain the situation. But then a part of me also thinks now that we're talking about it out loud, because when <laughs> I had this idea, I was like, this is so great. Um, but now that we're talking about it, I was thinking, well, then I guess you might just never go back to that establishment. That's you'd that's be like, also oh, true. those people are not good people. And then you just never go back and you'd be like and finding that out, that information would be mm-hmm. worth the three dollars I got duped. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot to think about. I was trying to think of an idea that was going to help somebody that's not me. Because a lot of my ideas are just like, (laughs) how do I make my life better? Yeah. How do I I find out what my dog is thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder. I know. (laughs) <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't have any ideas that are... Um, altruistic? <laughs> yeah, altruistic. <laughs> I wouldn't say that any of them are, are selfish or relate to me uh, specifically, but I have one that's been on here for a while, and okay. it's... It's marked as, like, not being discussed, but stop me if we have discussed this, but... It is, and there very well could be something exactly like this, but a a kind of clamp that attaches to like an arm that you attach to like your uh, your headboard on your on your bed frame or your or your just bed frame uh, that you can put like an iPad or whatever kind of tablet onto oh. so that you can lay in bed and just look yes. up and watch whatever you want to watch yeah. or like do whatever you want to do and not be like crooking your neck to watch a television or whatever. Do um, you want to know something? Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, let me just interrupt you and talk about me. No, um, please. Sometimes when I'm going to bed, I will like look at Pinterest and, you know, silly things like different plants that I'll probably never buy Mm. or like, you know, and have in my house or just like, um, I don't know. Sometimes I I have this Pinterest board called Nautical Nancy. It's a phase (laughs) where I will just look at like an octopus wine bottle holder or like seashells that say, Bless this house or whatever. I just, I, I like to look at ship things. I don't know. Call me crazy. But I'm going to sleep and I'm holding my phone like in front of my face because it's dark mm-hmm. and because I don't have my contacts in so I can't see. And <laughs> I'm laying on the pillow and my arms are like this. For those of you who can't see, I'm all crunched up with the phone in front of my face. My arm is a cute angle, very tight into my ribs. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, my fingers will start to tingle, 
because I'm cutting off circulation. I'm on my back, so it's like above my heart. So that's what they tell you if you ever like are bleeding, like if you get your hand cut off or whatever, or your fingers like put your hands above your head because it's like harder to push the blood out. Or yeah. I don't know. But I my art my fingers fall asleep, my arm falls asleep, and then I'm like, ugh, I'm not tired yet, but I have to like stretch out my arms so that I can continue to like <laughs> look at my phone right in front of my face. But if I had a clamp, see you later. Have a good day. Chris is leaving. Oh, bye, Chris. Um, that if I had a clamp over my headboard that was just holding it for me, then I could like swipe and then like look or like scroll or like you say, watch something. Mm-hmm. I have a question or off, yeah. just a comment. So you're sleeping. And you've mm-hmm. fallen asleep watching like Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then you hear something in the middle of the night and it startles you. <laughs> and you wake up. Thunk. And it like <laughs> snacks your noggin. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> Just Hit one of the uh, the hazards of, of owning such a piece of equipment, I guess. Yeah. Oh, but I like it. <laughs> it okay good i can finally check that went off yeah it solves the fingers falling asleep problem i love it you but didn't it even know i had that problem i didn't know you had that problem but i've certainly been uh, you know up late at night and i'm like fiddling around with like my phone or something in front of my face and i just lose control of my fingers and drop my phone on my face we've all been there we've let's, all been there let's all be honest here <laughs> we are not graceful people no behind closed doors no or in, in front of closed doors to be or in public for most of us um so yeah you know it's it's just a utility to help us be who we are mm-hmm. because you know we can say all day long once i go into the bedroom it's a no phone zone and i'm not going to touch anything and i'm not going to like turn on any what is it like blue light whatever then i am going to get up out of the no phone zone walk over to the phone zone and then fall asleep maybe on the couch with my phone yeah no bueno no bueno no bueno no bueno um yeah so i feel like I'm we sorry. need to just kind of take a moment uh, you know, n- not talking about our, our our great ideas, and I want to talk about a great idea from the past that I can't stop thinking about. Okay, uh, this is kind of like our year in review, <laughs> in a way. Okay, where I'm where there was an idea that you had for an app that was about when to water your succulents. Called yes, is it, it raining in Phoenix? Yeah. It's raining in Phoenix. Yeah. And I think and about it. And you only water them when it rains in Phoenix. And I think about it all the time. I've got succulents. Yeah. I, You know, I never know when it's time to water them. And it's like, is it raining in Phoenix? Yeah. You just got to check the weather. And the thing is, is, some, is like I have this program that uh, Chris uses at work. It's called Slack. For oh, those yeah. of... Okay, so on Slack, we've set up a weather alert for Phoenix. So when it no. rains, I get an alert on Slack that says it's raining in Phoenix. So you've essentially created your app. Through another app. Through well, because an- I wasn't, yeah. That's I needed the brilliant. service. I needed so, this. so you're able through Slack, because I use that for work also. Yeah. You use that. There's a way that when there is precipitation. Yeah. In Phoenix, current it's something like in Slackbot. I'll have to I'll have to get it to you. But it's like a you know how you can do like backslash Giphy and it'll it'll scour the I, internet for the. I thing. have no idea how to use Slack. I w- okay, so we yeah, need to talk I, about this. It's a thing that we've been using that like we have at work that I we I never actually use. I've used it once and it was like just as good as sending a text message. Right, right. But it's in real time. And also, um, sometimes you need to like tell your whole team. And sometimes mm-hmm. you only need to tell one person. Um, and so it, it, instead of sending a text, which is totally private, or instead of sending a group text, which then you have 20 texts that you need to go through and read all of them, or emails are the same way, you mm-hmm. can sort of like tell the team what the team needs to know. And then everybody on the team's like, oh, yeah, I got it. Or the one person 
anyway, there's a bot. Um, ours, I think, is called Slackbot. I don't know if we called it that or if it's just called that. Okay. Um, but you can make it do stuff. And one of the things that we made it do was when it when the weather currently, not the forecast, but when it, mm-hmm. the weather currently um, is rain in Phoenix, it'll send me an alert as if it's a message from a person. And then I'm like, ah, I got to water my plants. I love it. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that the ideas that that you have told me about, they sink in with me. And I, th- and I think about them regularly as part of my everyday life. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Listeners, if you also don't have any new ideas, but then just want to call in and tell us how much you think about our Baskin Robbins hummus. Yeah. Broken, brick and mortar. I mean, call in and just say, I, I heard that and it really sunk in with me. It resonated, that hummus mm-hmm. place. And I, I want a pita cone and a scoop of hummus. I, I, along those lines, I have a question for you. Along the hummus lines? In yeah, along the hummus lines. In one sitting, how much hummus do you think you could eat? And let's think of it in terms of ice cream scoops. Okay. Two. Two. That seems like a lot of hummus. And I'm saying that acknowledging that I would easily blast through even more of that. Um, It seems like a lot of hummus, but I don't think it is because sometimes I will open a hummus container and I'm not talking about one that's the size of a a compact disc Mm -hmm. for the kids out there. That's what we had before MP3s. (laughs) Um, I'm talking about like a a larger tub of hummus and Uh I'll think, oh, it's an hour before I'm supposed to meet those people for dinner. I don't know how long the wait's going to be at the restaurant. Then I don't know how long it's going to take the waitress to come over and actually take our order. I should have a snack so I don't get hangry. Cut to Mm -hmm. five minutes later, and I'm like swiping my finger along the plastic, getting the last final scoops out. And I'm like, holy shit, how did I just eat this entire tub? But it's delicious. Yeah. And a lot simpler to go down than you think. You know, I had to kind of. It slides down the old gullet. It's true. It's really nasty and so delicious. No, it was delicious. I. uh, I had to stop myself from buying hummus recently because I felt like I wouldn't have enough self-control to not eat the entire thing of it. Yes, yes. And I feel like that's not a way to go through life. Well, what I have started to do is buy the regular sized, uh, compact disc sized, Mm -hmm. smaller tubs of hummus of varying flavors because if I think, oh, I'm going to eat so much hummus, I should get the family size like jumbo tub. Yeah. I'll just eat the entire jumbo tub. Yeah. And at least if I get to the moment where the the smaller one is empty, I'm like, oh, I guess I should stop. (laughs) It's empty. Okay, here is an idea. And a lot of people probably do this. And I think that it's something that I would benefit from. And maybe also you. Unless you are perfectly happy with the the hummus consumption in your life. But I think that for myself, I need to get small little containers. Let's just call them Tupperware containers for lack of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily Tupperware brand, but just like small containers, big thing of hummus and dollop it out into like the little single serving containers. Yeah. So that it's like, it's like because I have no. What's that? It's like meal prep when people. It's like meal prep with just just hummus hummus, because Mm -hmm. I know that I can't control myself. It's hard. It's it's a real struggle. I do it without even thinking. Yeah. Like sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, if I go grocery shopping and I get the hummus, and then after putting all the groceries away. I'll be like, oh, I need a tasty snack and I'll get out the hummus. And then Chris will come home and be like, oh, you forgot to buy the hummus. <laughs> when really, I just ate it all. And then do you say like, oh, no, you're right. Oh, I Don't did look forget in the, trash. the hummus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we have a problem. Or do we? No, we have a problem. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what else do you have going on ideas wise? Okay. And that old brain of yours. This is what I've come up with. 
people are constantly asking me like, but what do you want to do? Like, and I think about my life or for work or for money or, or whatever. Like, what's the next step in, in that? And you got to find some sort of like balance with what your dreams are and what you do for money. Mm-hmm. And we're coming up on Memorial Day, which a lot of people, including me, often confuse with Labor Day. But it's just because it's a three-day weekend that happens around summer. Just once one of the them, they're and dead. The one of them, they're alive. Right. Um, <laughs> and once in the spring and once in the fall. But it's the three-day weekend bordering bookmarking summers. Right. Yeah. So, so... Um, last Labor Day, we went to a and b upstate and we went to a farmer's market and there was a bunch of um, people who had recently, and I say recently, but in the last like five or ten years, opened a distillery where they were making uh, whiskey from maple syrup. Huh. I know. And I was like, what? And the woman who was at the counter or the foldable ca- cardboard table or whatever <laughs> was like my son was actually he'd moved back home after college and all of our relatives and neighbors were like you know what are you gonna do with your life and he was like arms up like I give up like this job market this world we're living in what I really want to do is make booze and anyway it's delicious and I then after we went to that farmer's market we went to this really tiny micro brew which was also delicious. And we had a beer there, um, you know, a flight, many beers. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to the owners because they were there. And they're like, yeah, we finally, first it started and we were in somebody's little garage. And then we had rented out this barn. But now we have a storefront. And it's just like sort of taking off. And I personally think America has trash beer. Trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. But microbreweries, that stuff gets delicious. Um, I know the idea is for all of those microbreweries to get big enough so that they distribute far and wide. Um, But by the time it gets distributed far and wide, we're talking about Coors Light and Bud Light and I can't Mm -hmm. get on that train. Um, So bringing it all back around, people college age starting microbrews, starting whiskey distilleries. It's called booze hound okay and it's where i concoct tasty delicious liquid treats for your dogs you can have carrot flavored you can have sweet potato flavored you can Mm -hmm. have peanut butter flavored but it's like your dog gets just a tasty a tasty beverage craft beverage yeah that's what i want to (laughs) do that's your calling that's my well that's just what i want to do to make money in the meantime because come on it's a it's a micro brew for your poochie poo for your poochie poo oh (laughs) Uh yeah well i just think of all these people making weird money from subscription you know, wine companies where they send you a bottle of wine and a dog toy and it's, mm-hmm. you know, called whatever or like just a dog subscription thing where they send you three different kinds of treats and three different chew toys or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to do something with dogs and booze. But not booze for the dogs. No, 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 no. It's beverages. just a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's not good for dogs. But I just mean like what do people spend money on? Mm-hmm. Because we all want there to be better things in the world for everyone, say, tents that are waterproof for refugees or mm-hmm. for those refugees to actually be contributing citizens somewhere with jobs, paying taxes, living, not I mean, we do. We want that. We want that mm-hmm. so hard. But that's not what people really spend their money on. That's correct. They and spend money on their dogs. They do. So dogs really, are great. Commercial, commercialism <laughs> has sunk its dirty fangs into my teeth. And I, that's weird. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But yeah. yeah. Um, well, or we can kind of 
rattle off on that for a bit where it's, you know, maybe it's a, a dog food company and there are probably some that do this, but a dog food company where, you know, a percentage oh, of the proceeds or, yeah. go to, you know, refugee support. Right. Well, and Roland agrees. Yes. You hear him go. Um, <laughs> well, because I was thinking, uh, I, I started listening to this podcast. Um, now I can't remember what it's called, but it it asks the question, when people try to help, are they actually helping? Mm-hmm. And they that one of the episodes I was just listening to were these food boxes that uh, are basically donation based mm-hmm. that they send as aid to Syria or not Syria, but um, Lebanon for Syrian refugees. But it's kind of like you go and you stand in line and you pick up your your ration and mm-hmm. you take it back to wherever you are. But what happens if you're a single dude and you take your box that you're allotted and then you go? And what happens if you're a father of three and your mother-in-law is with you and you can't, she's too old or she broke her leg and there's no doctor so she can't walk and get her own box or the children are too young to also come and get their boxes. So now you're splitting one box between like seven people because Mm -hmm. the other people can't come with you or how do you know it's not dangerous to go stand in line because people are, you know, elbowing you and pushing you out of the way and you don't want your kids to be there or whatever. So anyway, the podcast basically said that instead of giving these handouts, which are, which are donation-based mm-hmm. um, in the first place, and who knows when that'll stop, uh, giving all of the refugees, in essence, like debit cards and putting X amount of dollars on them so that they can go to the local store and um, like buy the food that they want or get that money and maybe it gets cold and so instead of you know the cigarettes that they buy they buy a blanket for the winter months anyway the point is somebody said well that's basically sort of like a food stamp program and then what about Mm -hmm. the actual people living in the country who are also in poverty that don't get that money on their debit card for like no Mm -hmm. reason anyway it was just sort of like a it's a podcast about people trying to help and change the world but also is that help really helping sure yeah um I don't know how we got on this. Dogs. Dog giving oh, back. Booze, booze hounds giving booze back. <laughs> Man, did you think that, that was going to go off into that whole wow. little tailspin? <laughs> Sorry. I just got really excited. And then That's I just okay. couldn't, couldn't stop. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to, to smoothly get into this plug that I want to give. But I don't think there's a, there's a way. Just hop but, in. Uh, if you do have money... <laughs> <laughs> that you want to spend. <laughs> I guess that's how we're going to do it. Uh, right now, you can actually pre-order a a documentary. Oh, yeah. Louise knows what I'm talking about. I've uh, seen it. Yeah. It's uh, about past guest, Mayor. Just kidding. Not Mayor. Uh, my brother, Scott. Uh, there's a documentary about him my called Scott's Pizza Scott. Tours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's on pre-order right now on iTunes and all, I don't know, maybe all of the other things that you can pre-order movies on, but you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's cool. He's a crazy dude. You may have seen him in the news this past week because I think Washington Post uh, talked to him about this, that like Apple pizza box design. Mm. Yeah, so um, of course they talked to him about it. So uh, anyway, uh, I be- I believe in the next week or so the the movie's being officially released, but it's on pre order right now. So check that out. And I contributed on the Kickstarter, so I I got a pre release viewing. It's true, and I'm in it. Whoa, that's right. Yeah, I haven't Wearing seen it yet. Wearing some pretty sweet t shirts. Yeah. Did you play? Did did he approve those, or did you just show up that day wearing that? I don't remember what I was wearing. Okay. Yeah, do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to not tell you? Uh, you could you could say it. I don't know. Here's a hint. Hello. Oh, I was wearing my Mrs. Doubtfire shirt. Okay. Uh, there was no approval process, but it's <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, it, you know, he's he's a crazy dude who you know had a great idea and did it and um we are all enjoying the the benefits of having a pizza expert in our lives 
uh, as a result. So check that out. Uh, also, as kind of a we have been in this podcast game for a year type of situation, we decided to uh, maybe do a few things. Oh, hi, Roland. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> he can just sit on my lap for one second. Oh my god, he's sniffing the microphone. He's so cute. He um uh, was digging a hole in his bed because he oh. wants me to pick up the sheet to p- put him in it to burrow, mm-hmm. but um I can't reach the sheet, so I had to just call him over. Fair enough. I like looking at that guy. He's got a good face. But what I was saying is that uh, as a special, uh, we've been doing this for one year tech kind of thing. Uh, we actually are are going to be working with Scout Books to create great idea journals. Hey, hey. Yeah, so those We're should be ready guys. any day now. And Louise, you and I still need to figure out uh, what the the purchasing plan is for that type of thing. But uh, if you are interested in it, send us an email, greatideapod at gmail.com, and we'll talk about how um, how we can get you one. You know, how you the, uh, can get your grubby little paws on one. Yeah, they're... Uh, they're so cool. You know, it's it's just a little idea journal. Uh, or you can use it for whatever you want. Grocery lists, doodle pad, <laughs> doodle pad, uh, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, they we, we just wanted to do something that was a little fun. And, uh, you know, working with Scout Books is really cool. They Speaking of Scott, they do his pizza journals that you can find all over the place. If you see, if you're at a pizzeria and you see a little like pocket pizza journal, that is a, a collaborative effort between my brother Scott and uh, and Scout Books, which is and Scout Books is based here in Portland, and they're awesome and they're really cool and I like them a lot. So uh, they're helping us out with these, and it's going to be really neat. And if you are in the New York City area and you go on a pizza tour, I believe you get one on the tour. That is right, in your little goodie bag. Yeah, so that you can also like write down your experiences of the pizza places that you visit. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Hey, Louise. Yeah. Should we talk about our challenges from last time? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. uh, I'll go first. So you challenged me to come up with an idea about hammocks. And you also sent me a uh, a wonderful picture of a hammock (laughs) over the course of the past couple weeks. Um, I had a couple of... Oh, I'll tell you like my my main idea and then I'll tell you about kind of like uh, a little bit of a, a weirder one. But the main one is uh, I, it, I was thinking about it because there's we are in like music festival season mm-hmm. and the every like the whole fire festival thing was going on that everyone's been talking about that huge, crazy luxury music festival gone awry. What if there was a music festival where you know, instead of like everyone just like milling about and going up to different like tents and drinking and getting dehydrated and all that stuff, the the idea was that everybody sets up little hammock stations and you enjoy the the music festival because that's what hopefully you're there for is the music, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like swinging and swaying on your hammocks at like Hammock it. Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you could wrap up in it cocoon style and still hear the music, but not get sunburned. Ooh, interesting. Well, yeah, depending on what your uh, your hammock is made of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or you could get a crazy like sunburn pattern of like a netting. Oh, it's like a it's like a, a temporary tattoo. If yeah. You, like, wanted to pretend you were at the festival. That would actually also be a really cool hammock idea is a hammock that has like, um, I guess like a solid thing that has like kind of a clear cutout that you put over parts of your body and it like tans in the different designs or burns in uh, depending on how if careful you, fall you are. Asleep. Yeah, if you fall asleep. If you fall um, asleep. My, my other hammock idea was more like a a company called reeking hammock and it's a bunch of different uh prank hammocks so maybe one of them is like you're having a barbecue and you're like hey go hang out on the hammock and you have like your little trick hammock and someone goes on it and then like in the middle it just kind of like 
plops him down into a pool or something like that. Uh, I don't or know. Or like an old t- like an old time cartoon, like a Looney Tunes, where you're like chill out in the hammock, and then it like triggers and it pulls them up, so they're like hanging <laughs> in like a. It's the opposite of a dunk tank. It's like a hammock right. lift. Ooh, that's really fun. Yeah, or th- talking about cartoons, each of the little let's say it's on kind of like one of those bracket things. Each end is on like a little motor and Mm. they twist in opposite directions and it just kind of like cocoons the person up. Or they (laughs) twist in the same direction and you're swinging and you're doing fine. And then it goes like boop and like tosses you out. And then it's we're in dunk tank, dunk tank fashion. Mm -hmm. Or if it's like, um, uh, a wet paint on a park bench scenario where you're like, go hang out in my hammock. And then it like gives you those lines, but mm, (laughs) I don't like it. Reeking hammock. Yeah. I don't know. Hammock is a tough one because I feel like from the get go hammocks have been perfected. They are quite good. Like, okay, let's talk about probably the first hammocks. They might have been, just, you know, one end is tied to a different tree or whatever. And then you get in and it's kind of like you're cocooned up a little bit, but it's all good. And then they kind of made the ones where there's the bar going across on each side. So oh, it's yeah. a little bit more civilized. Like a sheet of fabric rather right. than the netting. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's, you know, the like those bracket systems that you can set up and you can you don't have to rely on trees nearby. Uh there's also ones that are um, like for a chair, like you put a cushion on the back and the cushion mm-hmm. on the front instead of it being like you have to lay down in a banana shaped thing. It's like a, right. a, it's a chair, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, even more recently, and these I am not a fan of and they look crazy, but it's those those things that you see people like it almost looks like a like a parachute and you kind of pull it through the air and it feels like it inflates itself just oh. by like kind of pulling it and then you like you tie it up or whatever and it's, yeah, it's this like little, a lay bag yeah it's this little like cushiony thing and that's kind of hammocky but those things are so dumb looking i'm sorry i can't do that i can't be down I, with that i also as somebody who is a city dweller don't like it when people have them because you're gonna kill the grass like the grass yeah. that we have is so minimal to begin mm-hmm. with, you put that tarpy thing on the grass, it's just going to kill the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, those are my thoughts on hammocks. I like it. Yeah. What did I challenge you to? Ah, uh, I was challenged to sweat colon solutions. Oh, sweat solutions. That's right. So I, I did not, I was not, I'm not going to lie. As excited about this challenge as other ones, even though some of the ones in the past have been like, how am I going to do this? And then me say like, it's terrible and come up with like five. (laughs) (laughs) This time I was like, but what really? So sweat solutions. um, There's these things in the ladies universe called uh, rice paper. And they come in like a tiny wallet-sized business card. And so when you're sweating, you take out a sheet of it and it's got this like very fine powder on this piece of rice paper and you blot the sweat off your face so that it doesn't like wipe your makeup off. Mm-hmm. It's like the the dust absorbs. Okay, so rice paper makeup blotting packages, but for your pitters. Oh. So that when you start to notice... Like, it's pretty warm in here. What am I going to do? You take out the paper. You can sort of like do it under the front part of your shirt because that's like where most of us get um, sort of like sweat lines is like mm-hmm. in our pits and like um, like on some people get like a heart shape on their chest. Some people yeah. get like stripes. Um, but if you if you blot it away with the with like a with a powder covered piece of paper to absorb it and stop it then maybe you don't get the sweat marks or the lines because right. you're taking care of it second idea other than the blotting and those can also have different scents or flavors if you flavors Ooh, flavors gross scents <laughs> um you could have like a refreshing lime or eucalyptus or you could also have um whatever clean linen or whatever scents mm-hmm. happen to be 
Um, the other idea I had is, tell me if I'm totally crazy, but I've definitely been there because I am a garlic lover. <laughs> that I will consume so much garlic and then go sweat in, say, a fitness class or run in the park and be like, very garlicky. <laughs> so it's a tablet that you take with different sort of scents. So I'm trying to think of what it used to be called, but they have them for your breath where you take a tablet and you swallow it and it whatever it does in your stomach so that it like comes back up through you so you don't have like weird garlic breath or garlic burps but a tablet like that that you would take not necessarily when you've had garlic but something to make it when you sweat it out smell like clean linens or or interesting really messing with your body's chemistry i'm into it well yeah i mean if that is the worst thing you're doing, you are living a straight edge it is, life. That is a that is a body hack and I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> because how great would it be to like or or people when they consume a lot of alcohol and then go to a group fitness class, you can like smell it Ugh. in the sweat out of their yeah. body. But how great would if you, would it be if you were like you know, Irish Spring. Very lovely. Or if you're like <laughs> Uh I have a question for you as somebody who Which has Which doesn't worked, stop the sweat but makes it smell better. Sure. Uh, as somebody who has worked in the the world of fitness, mm-hmm. question for you. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts about moisture wicking clothing? Um, I like it on the way that it feels on my body. I think mm-hmm. people misuse it. Um, for instance, if you are running outside on an August day when it's 100 degrees and, you know, 90% humidity and you're wearing a cotton tank top, mm-hmm. not only is that going to get wet in a second and then um, become a little heavier if whatever, um, there's also like incredible possibility for chafing. Hmm. Whereas like a moisture wicking fabric is made to pull it away from your skin. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people use it. I don't know if this is like really gross, but sort of like a weird sponge. Mm-hmm. Like rather than because a, look, people are going to do what people are going to do. But I when I was part of the fitness world would work out, take the clothes off and change into something else immediately. Mm hmm. Right when I was done, get that stuff off of my body, put something on that's dry and clean. Yeah. But some people would leave spin class in their sweaty spin clothes, having swamp butt and everything, and be like, let's go to brunch. You, you can't, you can't. That's, it's not a swimsuit that you can go back in the pool or back in the ocean or whatever. Right. Like, it's it's not that. Even then, that's like diluting the the sweat and 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 changing bacteria and breathing in a different way than moisture wicking fabric mm-hmm. does where then you're just sitting in your own bacteria i mean right. it gets real real crazy also i think as much as it pulls the moisture away from your body it locks it in the fiber of the clothes so mm-hmm. no matter how much you think that you soak it or wash it or whatever it starts to the the sweat molecules the salt in them start to break down the fabric so then Hmm. it's not moisture wicking as well and it's trapping that it's it's not only breaking down the fibers of the of the fabric but it's also trapping the bacteria so you can think it's clean and then you put it on to wear it to class and then the second you start sweating you're also releasing all of the sweat from the previous times that you've worn it it's nasty whoa um but for the most part I enjoy moisture wicking because I I don't want that on my body, the sweat. Mm-hmm. And if we go back to like caveman times, you would just be naked. Right. You know, you would just, you'd be like, oh, this is wet. And then you just wouldn't wear clothes. But, like, but that's their skin. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, but I mean like for the opportunity for chafing or for. Yeah. So I, I asked that because. And I don't know what this has to do with great ideas, but whatever. Um, I, I ask that because 
the times that I have like gone for a run mm-hmm. where I am intending to work out. I don't know if I'd even call it working out if it's just like a little jog that just seems like wor- working out to me is like pumping iron. But uh, A jog is working out. Yeah, yeah. So going for a, a run or whatever, which I hate doing, I feel like the sweat is an indication for me like, Ooh, it's starting to work. Like I'm, st- I'm actually doing something, and it's like an encouragement to like keep going. And the more my clothing is saturated in sweat, the it's kind of like a progress bar, <laughs> where mm-hmm. it's like zero percent is dry, one hundred percent is soaking wet. So it's like moisture wicking clothing. I think that for people who work out every single day or you know do take spin classes and things like that sure i get it but i see so many people wearing like athletic moisture wicking clothing all the time and it's like hmm it doesn't appear as if you are exercising why not wear regular clothing and then if you decide to exercise a little bit Wear it as a badge of courage. It's sweat. It's natural. It's yeah. like an okay thing. I don't know. Two things. Yeah. There's a new fashion thing. And I say new based on the amount of time that people have been wearing clothing. Not mm-hmm. new like it just happened. Uh-huh. But in the past, you know, 100 years. Because people didn't wear clothes before 100 years ago. It's true. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, it's called athleisure. Are you so kidding So it's me? like. No, it's called athleisure. So the style is to wear workout clothes, but that are trendier than like what a bodybuilder wears or when so there's like it's like you know how there's business casual, black tie, mm-hmm. athleisure. Huh. So so that's A, which is the people you're probably seeing who are like wearing workout clothes but not working yeah. out. Athleisure. Thing number two. We got to somehow, me and you, not we the listeners and everything, mm-hmm. but just we, a common misconception for people is to base the amount of sweat on the intensity of their workout. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, and I'm sure he won't mind, comes from a family of really intense sweaters. Like they are, <laughs> I come from a family who like doesn't really sweat all too much. Like mm-hmm. I used to be able to do a 45 minute intense indoor cardio cycling thing and my clothes wouldn't be that wet now there are a number of signifiers the room is too cold um i have too much sodium in my diet where i'm dehydrated i'm not releasing enough water Mm -hmm. xyz but You can be in New York City on an August day and walk out your front door and immediately start to sweat. Now, you've Mm -hmm. taken three steps out of your door. You're not working out. You're just sweating. You're just hot. I will say this. For me personally, if it is 100 degrees out and humid, I'm not going for a jog. (laughs) Right, right, That's when, you know, if I was that driven to move my body quickly... Mm-hmm. I would, you know, go to join a gym or something where it is uh, climate controlled and then my sweat barometer certainly means something again. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, you you say that, but then on an August day at two o'clock in the afternoon in the beating sunshine on a day with a 104 degree heat index. I'm going to the movies. 100% <laughs> humidity. Bitches be running in the park. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> You're going to give yourself like a heart attack. Like right? I'm going to have to like call 911 for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one, one last thing about sweat just because it's uh, fresh in my mind. But yesterday my handyman Thor, that's his real name, was over to uh, help me with a few things. And uh, that dude can sweat. He had to change his shirt after like an hour and he probably would have had to change it a few more times had he had extra changes of clothing. <laughs> but man, he oh must, man. He must be a sweater. He must. That's He is one hell of a sweater. And 
I, you know, he kept on apologizing for it. And I was like, dude, don't worry about it. It's all good. It's natural. Be, be free with your sweat. Don't mm-hmm. feel like it's, uh, like it's something to be embarrassed about. No. Wear it there as are, your badge of courage. Talking about weird things that people are embarrassed about. Um, society is so crazy. Like, I, I, I listen to podcasts. I have my own podcast, but I'm, I'm into listening to others. And they were, I recently, one I was listening to was talking about um, child rearing and how mm. it, like, did a complete 180 from the Victorian era to, like, what happened right after that. And in the Victorian era, they were like, do not touch your children. Do not hug your children. Definitely do not kiss them. And if you do need to do that, one kiss on the forehead when you put them to sleep. But I think it had something to do with, like, the Victorian age was, like, people were all buttoned up. And the way medicine worked was, like, you know, you've got the vapors and like what, whatever, like what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And everybody's in like boots. And if you saw somebody's ankle, it was scandalous and like oh, yeah. whatever. And then like the era that happened right after that was like skin to skin. Don't ever let your baby go. Like mm-hmm. having your baby near you at all times is like just better for your baby. And it's like what society. So sweating, not sweating. Yeah. Let's just. Let's just be bigger things, you guys. You know, bigger and also things. it's like when someone's just like, oh, sorry, I, I'm sweating so much. I must reek. It's just like, that's just you being you. Also, you being a human. What if you weren't sorry and you can't stop it? Like, it doesn't Someone, matter if you're sorry or not sorry. It's a thing that you can't control. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. That's all. I appreciate that you acknowledge that what is happening might affect me. But if you can control it, maybe because then that's a choice, apologize about it. But if it's something that's happening that you can't, mm-hmm. eh. although I say that out loud to you now and then my brain immediately goes to farting. <laughs> I get, you know, if you can't control it, okay, it does affect me. Mm-hmm. Acknowledgement of that does make me feel better, but yeah. it's natural, but it's natural. Yeah, if you're just like, sorry, just having a really farty day. Yeah. And the thing is, it's temporary. It's not like somebody farts and then it lingers for the next hour. Yeah. And if it does. Yeah. Go to the the doctor. Go to the doctor. Yeah. But it's like, just so you know, you might want to. Steer clear of me for for an hour. (laughs) Crack a window. Yeah. Then we're all good. Um, All right, well, let's talk about challenges for the next episode, shall we? Okay, let's do it. All right. I'm going to, I mean, there's not going to be any any reason to hide it, but I thought of this earlier on in the episode, but shoelaces. (gasps) Oh, shoelaces. Hey, you got excited about something. I did. Oh, (laughs) I get excited about almost everything. Oh, yeah, but but not the sweat idea, not the sweat challenge. It's natural. What's the solution there? It's so be natural. Yeah. You be okay. okay. Um, so shoelaces. So yours mm-hmm. is hot hand solutions. Not huh. that your actual hands are hot, but like the edge of pans, right. a okay. curling iron, a mug out of the microwave, something other than, uh, you know what? I'm going to leave it. Yeah. That's okay, it. Cool. Hot hands. Hot hands. In, in whatever it. capacity. Hot hands. Hot hands. Great. I like it. All right. Well, Louise. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much for doing this uh, with me for at least a year. And I, I look forward to all, all the other years that we do this, hopefully. And, yeah. Um, and listeners... But- if you enjoy this podcast and if you enjoy John and Louise, mm-hmm. stay tuned because we've been a brewing some other ideas that we said we probably will do for additional podcasting in the future. That's <laughs> all the teaser I want to drop. <laughs> uh, and if you are interested in the Great Idea Journals, uh, 
give us a shout, greatideapod at gmail.com, uh, or write in your ideas. Call them into 304-804-IDEA. We'll play them on the show. And uh, Follow we'll us talk- on Instagram. Yeah, at Great Idea Pod is every everything and everywhere. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for hang- hanging out, Louise. Thanks for hanging out. All right, bye. Bye. I don't see it happening. <laughs>